Welcome to the Resilient Rainer, the premier podcast focused on mental performance for equestrians and improved horse show performance. Whether you're a rookie rainer or a seasoned competitor, this show is for riders who want to take their skills to the next level and achieve their full potential in the show ring. I'm Nicole Burnett, and I'm a master mindset coach who's obsessed with helping you achieve all those horse dreams you always thought were impossible. Join me each week to develop a show-ready mindset and gain the competitive edge you need to compete with confidence. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Rainer podcast. I'm Nicole Burnett. Do you ever find yourself comparing your riding skills or your show record to other folks around you? Maybe a friend is progressing faster. You're both trying to earn points toward a belt buckle and they're just, they're getting there quicker. Or another rider your age just seems miles ahead. And you just start doubting your own abilities. Well, today we're exploring how comparison is sabotaging your confidence and growth and how to break free so you can stay focused on your own path. And this can be as simple as comparing yourself to your buddies at the barn, your nemesis on the local show circuit, or if you're like me, I absolutely catch myself comparing myself to, you know, $8 million earners, level four open riders, and we'll just go to, oh my goodness, I must be a failure because I didn't personally win the level four open for charity this moment. That's the only logical conclusion, right? Right? I mean, we know that's ridiculous, but every once in a while, I still catch myself being like, did you just think that? And I'll be like, yeah, I did. That's not a very fair logical statement, is it? So it can be as simple as just, you know, your buddy at the barn, your buddy, your nemesis, whoever, and, you know, they're just doing better than you in your mind, or you might even catch yourself comparing yourself to the you know world champions of your discipline. So whether that's fair to yourself or not, usually it's not. And here's the thing, and the reason that it's not fair to yourself is that when we compare ourselves to others, our mind naturally fixates on their strengths and our flaws. <laughs> we highlight where they are excelling. And we zero in on all of our shortcomings. And when you continue down this you know, way of thinking, it distorts reality and it whittles away at our self-belief because we are you know, just telling ourselves the story about how they are only perfect and we are only flawed, which is ludicrous because we are all both, <laughs> we all have strengths and weaknesses. Right, so stories are more fun than just anything else. So let's do a story. So let's say you go to a party and you meet a bunch of new people and you're there and you're chatting with everybody and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Maybe you, you move to a new neighborhood, right? And you start meeting all the people in your new area. Maybe you are meeting them walking around the neighborhood. Maybe you're meeting them at the local stores, maybe at your church or something. But you're going to meet all these new people. And it's really normal that you meet these people and you come home 
and you just start thinking about or you start talking to your partner or your parents or your friends and you're just thinking about it and you're like, oh my gosh, you might think like, man, Jenny is so kind and friendly. I wish I had her sense of humor or, oh my gosh, I wish I could be more like, Angie's is so organized or, oh my goodness, Annie is just so poised and so beautiful. I wish I had her just self-carriage and what you're doing here, and you can even do this at horse shows, right? You go to a horse show and it's the same thing. You might say, oh my gosh, they are amazing at spins. Oh my gosh, they never miss on these maneuvers. Oh my gosh, their horses are always the most beautifully turned out. Well, you're comparing yourself with every single person. What you've done is you have picked out the best attributes of each of these people And then you measure how you stack up against them. Consider that that might be happening. And you've created, you basically end up creating a mythical composite. And then you compare yourself to that mythical composite. And you think that that is the standard that you should meet. Even though that person doesn't exist. Right? They literally don't exist. You have made them up out of a composite of all of these people's best attributes. Well, and of course, you notice all of their outstanding qualities. Like, you know, you can be a wonderful person who appreciates everybody else. But then, as you pick out each of these other people's greatest strengths, you assume that you should share all of those, right? So this can be in character traits or horseback riding, right? You think that you want this person's poise, that one's intelligence, that other person's kindness, their sensitivity, their strength. And, you know, it'll happen with body parts. You like, you know, you like this woman's face. Her hair is incredible. Oh, her waistline, you know, and you do it with horses, right? Oh, that horse's stop is better than mine. Their spins are incredible. And you do it with riding. Oh, the way they sit, you know, the way they sit on a horse just chef's kiss, right? And you determine each person's strength and you measure yourself against that strength. So of course you always come up short. That's when you're comparing yourself as a fully fleshed out human being with your own strengths and weaknesses against whatever the number one best thing about somebody else is, it's not surprising if you come up a little bit short for that. So just remind yourself that are you comparing yourself to something real or are you comparing yourself to a mythical creature, a mythical composite? All right. And that that is, that is not I also want to bring up a story because I know that um, when people talk about quotes on comparison, there's a lot of quotes that are um, really irritating and annoying. (laughs) Just kind of the platitude of you can't compare yourself to anybody else. You're one of a kind. I mean, you are, but not, it doesn't feel great in the moment or, you know, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. Like people are like snowflakes, no two are exactly alike. 
Um, you know, God only made one of you. And so it's not that these, all of these may be wise and true, but it's just that sometimes those phrases can be encouraging and sometimes they're irritating. And mostly it's just that they're not helpful. And I think of myself as a very pragmatic person and that I love to get all woo. I love to get all up in my head. Um, but it always for me comes back to, is this helpful? You know, does this work for me? Because a lot of these things are, you know, you can try on a perspective, you could try on a belief and does this help me get the results that I want in my life? And so if it's not helpful, stop talking <laughs> little mini rant. So I wanted to share a couple of things. So I wanted to share a little story. And then some couple ways to kind of stop the comparison. So one of the things that when I first heard this, it kind of gave me a little pause and I found it a little more helpful than just kind of like a God loves you just the way you are kind of quote was the idea. And I promise I'm not going to say comparison is the thief of joy. I mean, it is, but um, that's not where we're going to talk about today. And so it, the, one of the things that really was helpful to me when it comes to horse shows, kind of this thing of like, why am I not winning yet? Right? Why? What's going on? What is happening here? And it was really about a book metaphor of stop comparing, you know, your chapter one, your chapter two with somebody else's chapter 10. Okay. And I think that that is just so profound. And I hope that that helps you to stop comparing yourself to others. And so we're going to talk about what that means in terms of life here and just that how everybody's life, we're going to have both book and forest metaphor here, where everybody's life is like their own unique story, right? Their own uniquely written novel. And we write it as we live. It's not finished until we pass, right? And so the, the story of your life as you go along in the beginning, you can think of it, the very beginning of your story is like planting a seed. And you, as the main character in your story, are like a little budding plant, right? So you can imagine that you just, in the beginning of the, your story, you've just planted a little seed and you're watering it and there's a little budding plant and that's you and you're coming along and then, you know, you're out in nature, right? So we've got thunderstorms and rain and all sorts of things that are coming down and being harsh on the plant. And, and that's like the way that you have conflict in your life. Just like I will point out that any good story has conflict. And then you can be whatever kind of tree you want, apple tree, cherry tree, pear tree, plum tree, pick your whatever. And you, as the protagonist here, you grow, you mature, you bear fruit. And so using this concept of novel writing and growth of a seedling, growth of a seed into a mighty tree, and I think this is, is really helpful to help yourself rid of unhealthy comparisons and to help you focus on your own journey to success by just helping you understand some context, right? So one of the things about a seed is that you don't get to choose where you're planted when you're the seed, right? <laughs> you get planted. You just 
show up wherever you're at. And so in the same way, we don't have control over where we're born, what family we're born into, how we were raised. Many of us have humble beginnings, potentially an unloving upbringing. Maybe you just didn't have any horse connections. We bring it back to the horse world here, right? And so that can put us at a disadvantage. But that doesn't mean we can't sprout into a, you know, mighty oak or I'm I'm just really loving plum trees today for some reason. And so it's it's pointless to just ask why certain people grew up, you know, in a horse family or why they had it better than you did. What would be the point? Because complaining won't change how you grew up. It won't change your circumstances. You literally can't do anything about where your seed was planted. But what you can do is that you can take action to ensure that your story doesn't end the same way it started. So let's go back to our little plant metaphor here. So a little plant, it's new. It's, you know, what else can I say? Naive, inexperienced, young. And so you can compare that to whatever you want. Like it can be a little toddler who's learning stuff. It could be, you know, imagine a, you know, 21 year old just trying to get started at their job. Um, You could even be in your forties and switching to a new career, right? Or a new field. And so the point is that it can happen throughout your life. It doesn't, it's not just age-based, but there are a lot of, there are multiple points in your life when you can find yourself as a beginner, right? Just a little green. And it's up to you to move through that stage, right? Because it's it's pretty unusual. You're probably not going to get a lot of achievement when you're green, right? Horses don't typically win major competitions after three months under saddle, right? It takes a little bit of time to get everything sorted, same way as us humans, all right? And so it's up to you as the seedling, as the you know, green human to basically throw yourself into challenging situations. All right. We're just going to dive head first into adversity, like do all the hard things. Notice the action I'm doing. And so that is so wonderful because it's when you do that, that you get this wonderful gift of experience, the gift of mastery, the gift of growth. Right. And so the other thing is that you got to have curiosity and say, what are they doing? Whoever is achieving the results that you want, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Curiosity is a superpower for another episode. (laughs) Um, And a lot of times the answer is that they just totally threw themselves into uncomfortable situations, right? And so they've just shamelessly jumped in, (laughs) just jump in head first, right? So just jumped in head first into their dreams, even when people say you can't do it. And absolutely, there is risk of failure, risk of rejection, risk of heartbreak. But it's all about your perspective. Are these setbacks or are these indicators that you are inching closer? You're getting closer and closer to success. And are these not, you know, markers of your persistence and your efforts to improve. 
And to, I know we're talking, we've got a couple metaphors going on. We've got the little seed that's growing and we also have the novel. And so think about it this way, that if you, if you, as the main character in your story, like imagine you were reading a story and the main character just sat in a corner and cried (laughs) the whole time and just was jealous. And it's like, everybody else has good stuff and I don't. And would that novel ever progress? No, it, it would just be stagnated and you wouldn't want to read it, would you? And the thing that, of course, I have to bring up is that every good novel has conflict. It's literally, it's never just the protagonist crying to themselves for 200 pages, okay? It has conflict. And in the same way, every everybody on earth faces hardships too. We all have conflict and struggle, even the people you might think are leading, you know, quote, perfect, unquote, lives. And so while you might, you know, in our horsey stuff, you might envy their first place finish or their fancy new truck, they may yearn for maybe you have your forgiving um, family, or maybe you have a really supportive spouse. And so I just want to point out that it's pretty foolish to compare your life with its ups and downs to somebody else's life, which also has its ups and downs. And so basically everybody's got, you know, everybody's hardships. All right. And the question is, how do you deal with it so that, you know, you come out on top, all right. So that you come out empowered. And so there's a couple thoughts on, on this, because if we, go back to our novel metaphor, we are the writers as well. You are the protagonist and the author. And so how, how can you, what are your choices? You can just cry about how unfair it is and how everything is conspiring against you. Now you're not growing or think of it this way. If you take it from the perspective of writing a novel, you would want conflict, right? You would need that to move the plot forward. So in your life, that would basically mean throw yourself into uncomfortable situations that lead to success so that you can grow into this beautiful tree. We switch back to that metaphor. All right. And so, and that's all about focusing on your own journey. And so I I did switch a little bit there, but when everybody has their own story, all right. And you might just be, you're on a different chapter in your story than somebody else. When you start basing your confidence on things like somebody else's talent, somebody else's success, things that are outside of your control, before you know it, you just end up in a downward spiral fueled by self-doubt and insecurity because you don't measure up in your mind. And that is toxic and disempowering. All right. So how do you stop that comparison spiral? Like I've said, it's shifting your focus inward. So I did say, throw yourself into uncomfortable conflict. All right. Not just like don't go around picking fights, but just that growth comes from doing hard things. So embrace that, do hard things. You can also shift your focus inward, right? And so instead of really easy to say, harder to do, but instead of looking externally to validate your abilities, compete with yourself. 
define excellence for yourself, define progress and success based on your own growth, not arbitrary external benchmarks, and stay present to your own writing experience that's detached from others' validation. And so when your confidence comes from within, nobody can take it away. All right, so here are three steps to put this into practice when you catch yourself comparing negatively. So one, notice when you compare and you subsequently feel inadequate. You just, you've got to catch the thoughts early. Two, interrupt the pattern by reconnecting to your inner barometer, your inner writing goals, right? So three, ask yourself, am I improving based on my standards? We're striving to judge yourself only by your terms. With consistency, you can retrain your mind here to avoid measuring up and just stay laser focused on your own enrichment, your own goals, and your own enjoyment of writing, right? Don't let destructive comparisons steal your confidence and steal your joy on this writing journey. All right. Thanks for listening along. I would love if you left a comment and rate it five stars and tell me what was your favorite thing about this episode. Can't wait to talk to you next week.